Nearly 50 years ago, Len Ragazin formulated the idea of speed ratings. Today, the Ragazin Sheets are still America's premier speed rating product. Who uses Len Ragazin speed ratings? Trainers use the Ragazin Sheets to place their horses. Breeders check the Ragazin Sheets before making million-dollar decisions. And jockey agents consult the Ragazin Sheets when choosing which horse to ride. But most importantly, the Ragazin Sheets are used by players like you. The Rags and Sheets are available online at thesheets.com. Our website also offers free introductory material, including an online seminar. You can also receive free introductory material by calling us directly at 212-674-3123. That's the Rags and Sheets at 212-674-3123. Ragazin, the most respected name in racing. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Have you heard the news? You can get free Formulator Pass performances with TRF Bets. Sign up to get the best bonus in racing with a $250 deposit match and a $10 free bet, plus free Formulator Pass performances. Enjoy all the perks of using Formulator with projected odds, trainer patterns, race and horse notes, replays, and more. Never pay for past performances again. Just use the promo code WINNING when you register at drf.com bet. That's winning at drf.com bet. It's post time for Thoroughbred Los Angeles, the most informative and profitable hour of horse racing found anywhere. Thoroughbred Los Angeles is brought to you by Del Mar, home of the 2024 Breeders' Cup World Thoroughbred Championships. By Daily Racing Form, exclusive past performance content provider for Thoroughbred LA. By the Le Meridian Hotel in Arcadia, just a furlong east of Santa Anita. Call 626-777-6699 to reserve your room for Santa Anita opening day December 26th. By Legacy Ranch. Get your young horses started right at Legacy Ranch. And by Horsebills.com. Enjoy billing made easy through Horsebills.com. By Semis Original. Watch and wager where the 5 and 405 freeways collide at Semis Original and Lake Forest. By the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association. It pays to own a cow bread. By the Ragazin Sheets. The most effective equine handicapping tool available. Get the sheets. And by the Pamplemousse Grill, always a winning dining experience on your trip to Del Mar. By Los Alamitos Night Quarter Horse Racing, sometimes your best day of racing is at night. By Bruce Finkelstein's BetOnBruce.com, selections from Northern and Southern California each racing day. By the Derby Room of Fairplex Park in Pomona, the Inland Empire's newest and best satellite wagering facility. And by the South Point Casino in Las Vegas, where the action never stops. And now, here are your hosts... John Lindau and Bob Ike.
And welcome to a Saturday edition of Thoroughbred Los Angeles. I'm Bob Ike. I'll bring in my co-host John Lindo in just one minute. We are live for the opening weekend of the Del Mar Fall Meet. It's day two of the 13-day meet. Runs four weeks through December 3rd. And John Lindo, other than an earlier post and getting dark a little bit earlier and probably need to bring a light jacket down for this meet, we're still at Del Mar. I tell you what, uh, Bob, looking out over the racetrack right now, we're in the press box doing the show. It is clear as a bell. The sun's coming up. It's going to be a nice warm afternoon out here. And it really, if you haven't been to the fall meet, you should come down. The, the, the conditions for racing are spectacular. 12.30 post, which is earlier than the summertime, 2 p.m. Nine race card today. The feature goes as the seventh. That's the Catherine Crosby restricted turf race for fillies and mares going a mile on the grass. John will get into that as we go through the show. Um, but it's also Veterans Day. We want to acknowledge that and what Delmar does as far as letting the veterans in for free. Absolutely. And first of all, thanks to all, whether it be retired or active military, for your services, allowing us to, to ply our trade and, and get to watch what we love. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's a great event to honor around the country. If you see somebody that's been involved with the military, take the time to shake their hand and say thank you for their service today. And, and Delmar is terrific about that. They get to come in free. And we're going to get some young people in today, too. It's college day today at Delmar, so if you have a valid student ID, you can get in, get in free and get a seat as well. So the young and the old come out to enjoy the races today. We'll talk about that, John. We're also going to get back to Aqueduct, Gulfstream Park, and, and Golden Gate as usual. But let's, first of all, take some time to recap last weekend's Breeders' Cup, which was at Santa Anita, uh, the 40th Breeders' Cup. I, we were both out of town. We were in Vegas, so we did not have that on-track experience. Uh, the announced crowd over 110,000 for the two days. We saw some great racing, John. Uh, where do you even want to start? Maybe a, a couple of your top performances as we look back a week ago. Well, as far as standout performances, Bob, I think on, on Friday, the, the two-year-old, uh, the, the you know, fierceness for Todd Fletcher, absolutely fantastic winning the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, 141 and change. Uh, Brad Free of Daily Racing Form reported a buyer speed figure of 105. And we have the same connections that won the two-year-old championship last year, Forte. Owner Mike Rapoli and trainer Todd Pletcher, they will win the Eclipse Award with the champion two-year-old again this year. Uh, things did not go swimmingly for Forte no. as a three-year-old. So we'll see how that roller coaster goes for next year. And Rapoli bred this horse, Fierceness, and, and he's been starstruck with derby horses. He had Uncle Mo, who he had to scratch. They had to scratch Forte day of the race. Uh, let's hope they have a chance now because this horse is a serious racehorse. I liked Muth going in. I thought Muth was a winner every step of the way, turning for home, and all of a sudden Fierceness hit another gear and dominated that race with a huge number. Yeah, he ran away, and, and the main track at Santa Anita overall was not particularly fast on either Breeders' Cup day, and 141 and change for a two-year-old in November was really, really fast. So, again, I hope he comes out and everything goes well. I'm going to assume he'll have a Florida campaign going into the Kentucky Derby, but let's follow him and, and let's see if they have a little bit of a smoother time. You know, I thought there were two real, to me, John, two standout performances, and Fierceness was one of them. But going to Saturday and the way Inspiral won for John Gosden and Frankie DeTore and the way that mare came home and finished, uh, I thought it was mind-blowing. To me, those were the top two and just uh, uh, an incredible performance by Inspiral, who had never run that far, had been a miler 
John Gosden was confident she could get the mile and a quarter at Santa Anita, at least with that, you know, maybe a little bit of a downhill start. But the way she kicked home was ultra impressive. Well, she was covered up and, and got, got clear at the top of the lane. She had a lot of work to do, but Frankie Dettori got to work on her, and she absolutely exploded. And she galloped out about four lengths in front of the field, so there was no question she would get the distance there. And uh, just as the Europeans in general, as usual, looked fantastic on the grass in the Breeders' Cup, top to bottom. Uh, you know, we'll talk about August Rodin later on with, with uh, uh, John Hardoon. But uh, just watching all those, the other performance I want to touch on, again, I thought the main track, especially the stretch on Saturday, was a little bit dead. And to watch Elite Power come from off the pace and absolutely explode down the lane in 108 and 1 to win the Breeders' Cup Sprint, uh, you know, he was as good as he was last year. And how about a hats off to trainer Bill Mott? He got a repeat performance in the Breeders' Cup, not only out of, out of elite power, but he did it with Cody's wish to win the mile. And, he, and uh, you know, Chad Brown got good night olive to win the Philly Mirror Sprint. So we had three repeat winners in the Breeders' yeah, Cup. Yeah, and people, I mean, this don't realize how tough that is, John. You're talking about a year apart, getting these horses, first of all, through the year, right. which is hard to do, and to to be in peak form and repeat the performances two years in a row, incredible training feats by Bill Mott and Chad Brown on those re- repeat winners. Another incredible training feat, I thought, how about Rick Dutrow winning the Classic with White Abario? This is a horse who had not run since the Whitney in August, had had some training not not necessarily setbacks, but gaps in his work. He was having issues with his feet. And for him to go the mile and a quarter like that and to win the way he did, what a job. I, I didn't think he was a mile and a quarter horse, and they had those vet issues where the vets would not let him work a couple of times, so uh, works were delayed. It, he did not have a perfect preparation coming in, and I didn't think it, it was that he would run like that. And, and you know, Rick Dutrow, who had been suspended for 10 years, comes back this year, comes up with this horse. They, he gets this horse only because Safi Joseph was, was banned at Churchill Downs. That ban was later rescinded. He didn't do anything wrong, but he lost what turned out to be the Breeders' Cup Classic champion to, uh, you know, to Rick D- Dutrow. Dutro takes advantage and just a spectacular performance. He powered home to win easily, and you know Dermasoto Gaki from Japan ran a great race to run second. And he hadn't run since the Kentucky Derby. No, another great training job. Yep. But John, let me, you had mentioned the main track route races on Saturday. Two of the three they came home very slow. If I told you White Abario was going to run the final quarter mile in twenty-seven and three. Would I, would you crown him uh, the the champ? <laughs> the, first thing, the, the first thing I would champ? ask is who, who ran him down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, and idiomatic, they were they were not blasting home in those route races for whatever no. reason because the sprints played normal and and quick even. So uh, I'm not sure what to make of those, but uh, you can't take anything away from the victories. Those horses uh, earned some championship honors. Uh, John, one of the uh, stories to me was. California laid an egg, 0 for 33 with California horses. That's with the, quote, home field advantage. Now, I didn't think California was strong in a lot of divisions. I thought the juveniles, uh, we would do well, and and Tamara was a major disappointment at odds on, had an injury coming out of the race. Uh, I did think Muth fired, but 
Uh, I thought our best chances were maybe in those two divisions, but California got skunked. Yeah, I thought maybe, you know, knowing California, I th- maybe our best chance would be in the sprint with Speedboat Beach, but uh, he got run down. And overall, 0 for 33 on, on what is basically a, a home game for the California horsemen. And, Bob, it makes you wonder a little bit if, if you know, if this is a tide that we may see. We're going to be at Del Mar the next two years for the Breeders' Cup, so, again, more home field advantages for the California horses, but... Uh, you know, we see what those slots infused purses are back in Kentucky, uh, even in New York. The purses are good all around the country, and we've seen some more, more and more horses, you know, going back to race back in those areas. And it makes you wonder if the very top end out here is slipping a little bit. And you know, the strength uh, for like a Phil D'Amato stable are his grass horses. Well. The horses that they bring over from Europe, they're not the very top echelon horses from there, and they still do well here. Mm-hmm. So when you get the August Rodans and Inspirals coming to California for the Breeders' Cup, they they kind of show you what's what. And uh, so it, it's an interesting dynamic. We'll have to see if this continues. I think over the last couple of years, our turf division in California has been weak. We've seen horses come when they ship west, either from the Midwest or from the East Coast, they seem to have an edge over our California horses. Now you take the Euros and jump it up two more levels because they they are just dominant, John. They hit another gear. I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know if it's the way they're trained or the way they – I think you made a good point. They're bringing horses they know will get over the firm well, ground. Well, that's the thing, yeah. But the amount of ground they can close in a short period of time is just absolutely breathtaking. That turn of foot, and that's exactly what it is, that instant acceleration that these Europeans have, they go from zero to 60 in no time flat. And, uh, again, they're running horses down that are running, and and they just go right by like it's nothing. I mean, Master the Seas from post-13 in the mile made a prolonged run, caught wide around the far turn, just kept coming and coming. Uh, unbelievable performance to win from an outside post like that, and uh, it just goes to show you what you know when when you start handicapping these Breeders' Cup races, the grass. I think you have to start with the Euros and work backwards. And one thing I loved about the whole weekend was, in almost every race, an honest pace, whether it's dirt or turf. They went out there and they ran. You didn't have anybody lollygagging around and putting the field to sleep. I mean, you had to run hard early, and it and, it, and if you were the best horse, you could stick around, and if not here come the closers so you get almost a guaranteed honest pace in every breeders cup race which i thought was great well on saturday too uh of the nine races seven favorites won and one co-favorite won so basically eight of the nine races were, were favorites but that to me tells me a couple of things number one for the most part the best horses won and I didn't hear a lot of, of, of bad beach stories with impossible trips. I, we were tons of the best. I thought it was a pretty, overall, a very clean Breeders' Cup. I where, did, too. Yeah, and uh, so the racing was good. I thought the surfaces allowed the best horses to show their best stuff. So, overall, I, I think we got legit champions coming out of the Breeders' Cup. Yeah, I think there were a couple sad star- sob stories in there, you know, with some trips. But that's going to happen when you have huge fields yeah. all day long. And uh, I know Mike mentioned this on his show last weekend, but let's have a tip of the hat to Jay Slender. What a tremendous job he did as the starter. You've got full fields. You're trying to keep an eye on all of them and get them away from there fairly. I thought he was outstanding. He was great. I mean, we had seen horses like Ushba Tesoro have trouble in the gate in the morning getting ready. He broke cleanly. The Europeans in general don't break particularly fast. 
I didn't see a whole lot of horses getting left. I, I thought it was a very, very fair conditions for racing. You're right. Jay Slender was awesome. John, uh, some sad news that came about right afterwards, and, and it's kind of been part of the whole Cody's Wish saga, is uh, the young man, the 18-year-old Cody Dorman, who had a very rare disease from birth, and he's been associated with this horse. We've seen it over the last couple of years, had a lot of the races, including in the winner's circle Saturday. Sadly, he passed away the next day. Yeah, really tragic news to hear what happened. I mean, he, to be... Following the whole career of Cody's Wish, he met that that horse as a yearling. Uh, hats off to Godolphin for naming the horse after this young man. And he got a chance to follow this horse's career. He turned into a champion, ended up winning two Breeders' Cup miles. And uh, I guess he had a, a medical event flying back home to Kentucky through Atlanta uh, from California. Passed away on Sunday. Got to see his, his good friend win the, that second Breeders' Cup race. And... Our best to the Dorman family. It was an, an unbelievable story. And, uh, you know, I would not be surprised if it's all capped off by Cody's Wish being named Horse of the Year when all, all is said and done. Very possible. Uh, one other quick note, John. Ryan Moore is a superior, superior rider. <laughs> He's good. Maybe the best in the world. This guy finds room where no room exists. He's fearless. The way he splits horses cuts down inside, outside. And, uh, yeah, again, we'll talk about a fine that he got in, a, in the Breeders' Cup turf with John Hardoon. Uh, all I can say is so many people complimented him on that ride. I thought it was fantastic, and he got a fine for $20,800. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, Archangelo retired, John, and this was a horse who had, quote, hot foot leading into the classic trainer Jenna Antonucci, I thought got very snippy in some of her quotes about appreciating everyone's grave concern for the horse, but he was fine. Well, as turns out, he had a congular fracture. Yeah, he was retired back, uh, went back to Kentucky and uh, doing some vet work back there. Uh, they discovered he had a congular fracture of the left hind uh, leg, which is where they said that the hot foot was. And they're going to do a little surgery just as, uh, you know, nothing life threatening or anything else, but they just want to make sure long-term health will be good. It won't affect his stud career, but it just makes you wonder, you know, as as far as being honest with the media, letting us know what's happening, transparency. Transparency. Uh, it's hard to go from a hot foot to a congular fracture. Yeah, and, and all the time making it sound like they were still we're gonna enter, intending we're gonna run, to run. Exactly. Right. So I thought uh, not not Jenna Antonucci's finest moment, in my opinion. Uh, Rich Strike, the Kentucky Derby winner from 22, has been retired, John. Right. Uh, he's kind of disappeared off the off the map, and he's had a trainer change since the Kentucky Derby win. Uh, have not seen him at the races for a while. I didn't know they were trying to get him back. But it was announced this week that he, he's been retired, and he will be sold as a stallion prospect later at the uh, Keeneland breeding stock uh, and horses of racing age sale, which is going on right now in Kentucky. Uh, Joe Bravo moving his tack out of California, John. And, you know, he had a good uh, Santa Anita meet. I think it was eight for 27 or something like that for, for the meet. So he, he's not leaving because he has a lack of business. He just wants to go back to Florida, be close to the family. And Joe's a fisherman. So, uh, you know, going down to Florida for the wintertime, I could see why he's doing that. Yeah, I could see that, too. Well, we have the traditional pick six back at Del Mar. We like that. One dollar increment. They're following in the uh, footsteps of Santa Anita making that change. So uh, thankfully, we are hopefully away from these jackpot kind of pick sixes. And I know that you've already played more pick sixes at Del Mar <laughs> this meet than you did during the summertime. Yes, one for one. <laughs> 
Beautiful. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. I hope you run the meet. Did, didn't get a big payoff, but, you know, the, the, we put a W in the column there. And did you have a good time doing it? Had a good, real good time. It's a lot of fun and really uh, – Really enjoy this pick six, you yeah. know, with the 70-30, and you get consolation. John, it paid $551 yesterday, but when you factored in our consolations, that was like another $300. I mean, those add up, even though they were only $15 a piece right. yesterday. And the pool in the pick six, the very first traditional pick six at Delmar, was a little over $141,000, so not a bad way to get started. And, uh, again, if you like this type of wager, you, you support it by going to the windows. And uh, we saw a familiar face, that man, Flavian Pratt, who I guess he's going to be here the entire meet, John. He he stays here, and, uh, well, he made his presence felt yesterday. All, all Flavian did yesterday was win three races, including the third race on Julia's Dream, where it looked like the cavalry was coming to get him. But he just put his head down, and he powered Julia's Dream home to the wire. Bob, they wouldn't have gone past her if they went around three more times. We had eight races yesterday, John, eight different winning trainers, so that's always good. Uh, a lot of guys tied for first in the standings right now. Well, let's turn our attention to today's card, John, and, and we talked about that feature race being the seventh. Uh, it's a nice competitive restricted stakes, horses that haven't won a sweepstakes in, in a certain amount of time. So it brings in horses who maybe been competing at a higher level but haven't been able to win. What would you think of the seventh? The Catherine Crosby, the seventh race. And, and look, uh, looking at the race, Bob, it looks like there's a lot of speed. Bob Baffert has two fillies that have speed, number six, Ganadora, number eight, lucky for you. I don't think they're going to go head and head, but they're both going to be forwardly placed, as will number one, Linda's Gift. At the very least, I, I think the pace will be honest. You can add Turner Loose to that equation as well. So I'm with the rails down today at zero, the normal setting as opposed to being out 30 feet yesterday, I think the race can be had by a closer, and I'm going to go with a little bit of a price. I like number nine you want here. This is a, a filly that uh, ran well in her U.S. debut in the summer at Del Mar and then came back at Santa Anita in October the 28th, I think it was, and looped the field to win under wraps. It was just a first allowance condition. But the way she did it was impressive. Uh, she picks up Umberto Rispoli, who rides this course as well as anyone. And again, with the right pace scenario, Umberto Rispoli can just sit in the back of the pack and try and loop the field. And I think she's got some value here at 6-1 uh, to one on the program. Uh, I think Linda's gift is probably the most... Uh, reliable and versatile of the speed horses i think she can sit you have a good filly named dulce bell coming off the layoff now in the phil d'amato stable if she runs back to her best races in new york she's probably the best filling the race i just don't know if she's there yet and so th that's the race to me I i'm just looking for something off the pace and there was some value there with uh, your one there well john i know you guys had a great time at the south point with that seminar and then the viewing party and there were giveaways and and today at Veterans Day there at the South Point, all military personnel eat for free at the South Point Buffet. So that's another great thing and why we love the South Point so much. And uh, you put out your Lindo report every racing day. So brought to us by the South Point, who is the Lindo radio play of the day. You gave us in spiral last week, by the way, $7 stormed home to win that Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare Turf. I'm going to go to the third race today. In the third race at Del Mar, number two, Respect the Crown. 
ran well in her debut. That race back in, in September here at Del Mar produced four next out winners. Last time out, she got shut off and steadied around the turn, ended up running fourth in a troubled trip. She stretches out for the first time. She looks like a filly that wants to run long. Uh, Hector Barros can save some ground from the inside, and I think she gets to do what she wants to do today. So three to one on the program. Number two, respect the crown. Race number three at Del Mar. And, Bob, you have your sheet available now for the Del Mar on the weekends. And I know that uh, you're seeing the ball. You've already collected a pick six here. So we've got to get a play from you. Uh, I played races three, five, and seven as my best plays. I put $144 into the late pick five. Thought it was very competitive today. I like this card, John. Uh, It's not easy by any means. And I'm going to go the fifth race, which might be the most competitive of them all. It's a five-furlong Uh, turf sprint for allowance runners here and i'm going to come back to number five she's got away who was a winner here during the summer over this course and really looked to handle it very well uh one from the rail the not always an easy thing to do but got the right trip Frazu rides back, does step up a level. These are tougher. I mean, that was the first level uh, allowance condition. But you're getting 5-1 to one on a filly that likes the course. Peter Ertin was red hot here during the summer. Looks like maybe she missed a little time after the race, but got back into training on October 9th and has had uh, five workouts since then. So I think she should be plenty fit to go 5-8. So in a very difficult fifth race, I will go with number five. She's got away 5-1 to one on the morning line, so fives are wild there for me in the fifth. Let's go ahead and take our first time out, John, and when we come back, Bruce Finkelstein will be in the next segment. We don't have Bob Mazursky today or Scott Shapiro, John, but we'll have a pick from Shapper later in the show. So let's take a time out. When we come back, Bruce Finkelstein from BetOnBruce.com. You are listening to Thoroughbred Los Angeles, a Saturday edition here on AM 830 KLAA, home of Raiders football. November came early. Ship was the pride of the American side, coming back from some mill in Wisconsin. As the big freighters go, it was bigger than most, with a crew and good captain, well seasoned, concluding some terms with a couple. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Where the turf meets the surf, where the turf meets the surf, down at Old Dale Mall. The Bing Crosby Meet at Del Mar is back. First post time is 12.30 p.m. The traditional style pick six is also back. Play it for just a buck. And on Veterans Day, November 11th, active and retired military personnel get in free. It's also college day, with all students with valid ID getting free admission. We look forward to seeing you on opening weekend where the turf meets the surf. Del Mar. Where the turf meets the surf down at Old Del Mar. Where the turf meets the surf all right now. down at Old Del Mar. Developed by Horseman, Horsebills.com is a cost-effective, time-saving, environment-friendly, paperless revolution of how equine industries bill and receive payments. 
Vendors are able to generate electronic invoices for each horse, whose owners can pay through the same website with just one click. Say goodbye to stacks of invoices, handwritten checks, and postage costs. Easy accounting for all parties with the highest online security measures. Get started free at horsebills.com. Simply register with your name and email address. Free to sign up. No subscription fees to vendors until the first invoice is sent. For owners, you get a free account, comprehensive dashboard with information on all horses owned and billing records, ACH and credit card payment options. For vendors, generate invoices efficiently and receive payments quickly from both owners and other vendors. Syndicate and partnership managers get flexible billing and payment options to both vendors and syndicate members. For more info, call 888-938-4643, 888-938-4643, or log on to horsebills.com. That's horsebills.com. Attention Inland Empire racing fans. Watching and wagering on the races just got easier. The Derby Room located at Fairplex Park is open and ready to serve you. Watch and wager in the newly renovated Derby Room on races across the country starting at 9 a.m. each Wednesday through Sunday. Televisions throughout the Derby Room will keep you up to date on all sporting events. Add in great food and a great atmosphere and you'll have the ultimate horse player experience. For upcoming promotions, go to TheDerbyRoom.com. TheDerbyRoom.com. See you at the Derby Room, 2201 North White Avenue in Pomona. Let Legacy Ranch prepare your horses the right way before heading to the racetrack. Farm trainer Terry Knight oversees the five furlong training track meticulously maintained by well-known track supervisor Richard Tedesco. Your horses will get the time, experience, and individual attention they need to be fully prepped and give them their best chance for success at the races. Located in Clements, California, the 145 acres of Legacy Ranch provides large pastures and grass paddocks, too. For more information or to schedule a visit to Legacy Ranch, call Farm Manager Terry Knight at 510-928-4980 or log on to LegacyRanchInc.com. Don't forget to check out the Red Hot Legacy Ranch Stallion Straight Fire, Clubhouse Ride, and Mr. Big on your visit. Don't get left at the gate. Be part of the winning team at Legacy Ranch. Online at LegacyRanchInc.com. G'day, this is Michael Rona, and you're listening to Thoroughbred Los Angeles on AM 830 KLAA. In a musty old hall in Detroit, they prayed in the maritime sail. Welcome back, Thoroughbred Los Angeles, Bob Ike and John Lindo. And, John, let's go to Calbred of the Week, and it's a, a real hard knocker from the Carla Gaines barn. Absolutely. Closing remarks. She won the great the two $200,000 Gold Dakota Stakes excuse me, last Sunday at Santa Anita. Closing remarks is by Vronsky out of the unusual Heat Mare Orange Cove. She's owned and bred by Harris Farms, is trained by Carla Gaines. Closing remarks now has four graded stakes wins to her credit, seven wins overall from 24 starts, and the winner's share of $120,000 brings her career earnings to $999,320. Very good. So closing remarks, and let's bring in Bruce Finkelstein, betonbruce.com. Bruce, good morning. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, John. How's it going, guys? We are doing well, kind of the calm after the storm. I hope Breeders' Cup treated you well last weekend. Friday was okay. I, I had a Chad Brown horse that went off, uh, was it uh, hard to justify? Saturday eh, had a couple of chalk winners. Didn't, you know, I think we were all looking for some fireworks along the way. Just never really happened. I think, what was there, 112 to one shot, and 
virtually every other race was a favorite. So it was a difficult day. Uh, if, you know, unless you're playing favorites, it was a difficult day, at least for me, uh, to win money. So uh, great results, great sport. Uh, I mean, as far as full results, but in the pocketbook, I was a little lighter after the day was over. Yeah, it was similar with me. Pretty good Friday, not not so good on Saturday. Similar uh, story, Bruce. So with the Classic being moved this year up a couple races, it was not the final race on the card, and Handel was down in the Classic. Uh, do you think that moving it, Bruce, had an impact on, on the racing Handel? You know, I'm not sure. I was kind of looking at the numbers. Uh, it, it was, what, about an hour difference uh, earlier this year than it was last year? year i believe that's all right um you know the number go back to 2021 for a moment uh, when they ran last in california the numbers for santa anita were up from 2021 right um overall handle was up keeneland, uh, keeneland though took a big jump up from 2021 to 2022 so here's my question is it to do maybe with just the time zone difference maybe you know in the fall it's getting, you know, it may not have had anything to do with moving the Classic. Maybe it's just that when we run back east, there's just more attention, more play, and it gets too late when it's, uh, you know, when we're running in the west because uh, you really saw a huge jump at Keeneland and then back to, you know, slightly above Del Mar level. I don't really have a great explanation for it, but certainly moving it an hour. It wasn't like we ran... You know, we ran the race at 3.40. It's not like we ran it at noon and everybody would miss it. So, you know, we didn't have flight line this year. Uh, we didn't have a marquee horse uh, in the Classic. That may have had something to do with it also. But a lot of, a lot of guesses. But I'm thinking when we run on the Eastern time uh, in the Breeders' Cup, when the races are run, at, you know, in the Eastern time zone, maybe there's a little more play, uh, you know, uh, in, those, in that circumstance. Well, Bruce, you, you brought up a point I was going to make. I, I would have thought the handle on the Breeders' Cup Classic would have been higher this year because Flightline ran last year. He, here's a horse that was, what, 1-2 to two or 1-5, to 2-5, to five, I don't remember, but he was obviously a heavy, heavy favorite, and that kind of, I would have thought, made it difficult uh, to, to make uh, you know large wagers because you're sitting with a big favorite there. So I thought that was surprising. True. It was, this was a much better betting race. But let me throw it back to you guys. If we would have run this race an hour later, let's say, which would be the normal time, uh, do you think there would have been that dramatic a difference on, on the handle of the race? It just, I don't know. It just doesn't, to me, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, the, the classic handle from, from last year was down about 18% just in that one race. And uh, so that was surprising to me. And, again, the fact that uh, NBC did not show the last two Breeders' Cup races and yeah, you had to go and kind of go searching. You know, the regular guy's going to wonder well, where are those races at. So, so I don't know if it, it did or not. It was just something to take a look at, and and we'll see what they do next year as far as uh, how they handle the Breeders' Cup telecast from Delmar. And uh, you know, one other thing we wanted to ask you before we get a pick from you, Bruce, is you know, Santa Anita is going to install that tapita surface on their training track. The materials are on their way to Santa Anita. It's going to be a two-month project that's going to start in a relatively short amount of time. I'm wondering, you know, we have so many of the turf horses that use the, the current Santa Anita training track to do all their serious workouts. Going into the meet at Santa Anita, I'm wondering how that's going to impact the turf horses 
And, you know, what happens if we get some weather, weather doing an installation in the winter? That's a good point. I'm not sure that the training track is the greatest barometer for your turf force necessarily because the training track's a dirt track. So it is tighter turned. Um, and, you know, I think with synthetic, it'll be an improvement for dirt down the road. But you're right, that two months is going to interrupt. And there's nowhere to train. Santa Anita does not allow horses to work out on the grass, unlike Del Mar. So they're already at a disadvantage. For those two months, they'll probably be at a bigger disadvantage as far as... And it's just really about the right the tighter turns. It's not really the surface, the dirt, that would really make a difference if you ran, if they worked on the regular mean track here. So it'll impact. I think it's an interesting experiment. I think it's a safer... You know, the synthetic track's a little safer. It'll be curious to see what kind of reception. Once it's installed, guys what kind of reception the synthetic track will get to train over. I'm, I'm really curious to see how that works out. Yeah, we'll keep an eye on, on that as we go along. Let's go ahead and do some selections now. You've got Golden Gate running today, a nine-race cart, and obviously Del Mar. So how about a Golden Gate selection first? All right, let's lead into the late pick five at Golden Gate. Race five, right in the smack dab in the middle of the cart. Interesting horse here that once ran in Southern California is the Ford Defensor Fortis. Um, the horse showed a good outing sprinting on debut back at Santa Anita back in mid-May. Now let's fast forward to its last race. It was a mile race on the synthetic at Golden Gate. This horse broke in on top, opened up, took a breather, and then again opened up on the turn. He led to the top of the lane. That's only part of the story. Take a look at the internal fractions. For Golden Gate, that is sizzling fast, 22-4, and 46-2. That is about as fast as they go in Northern California. So here's and, and the horse did fade late in that race. Here's my theory. The horse drops in class today, shortens up in distance with that route race under his belt. I'm hoping Armando Ayuso, uh, I mean, uh, Silvio Amador, I'm sorry, Silvio Amador can maybe ride a patient race. He's got the bottom. This horse has the stamina coming out of that fast-paced mile race. There is some speed in here. If he can get this horse back today, I think he might show something late coming off of that mile race. So in race five, let's go with the Ford Defensor Fortis, listed at 5-1 to one on the morning line. Bruce, we need a quick pick from Del Mar from you. First race, I like the three invincible. He added blinkers and added uh, Edwin Maldonado, and surprise, surprise, this horse won on the front end. I thought did everything right. was quick early. Rated nicely, one going away. A shorter distance is not going to hurt. I don't think there's a whole lot of speed in this race, this short field uh, of six. I think this horse uh, might actually even run better going shorter. So in race one, let's go with the three invincible listed at four to one on the morning line. And what's available today at betonbruce.com? Full card analysis Del- at Del Mar, late races from Churchill Downs. We have some late races at Golden Gate. Audio is also included on the full card, and also best bets at Del Mar. Thank you, Bruce. Good luck today. We'll talk again next week. Take care, guys. And, John, now, as I mentioned, we don't have Scott Shapiro today, but he sent us a pick from Churchill Downs. Right. Scott's doing simulcast duties at Churchill, but he gave us a play, and that's in race number 10 today at Churchill Downs. In the 10th race, the grade 3 River City, Scott likes number 3, Red Run. He thinks he'll fall into a good trip behind the speed, get first run on the closers, 
12 to 1 on the morning line, number 3, Red Run, race 10, Churchill Downs. Let's take our time out. When we come back, John Hardoon from the Rags and Sheets, Toby Callett from tobycallett.com. That'll be the next segment of Thoroughbred Los Angeles on AM 830 KLAA. AM 830. Now, more than ever, it pays to own a cow bread. Owners of a registered California bread maiden shall be paid $17,500 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Southern California and a $10,000 owner's bonus for winning a maiden allowance race in Northern California. These bonus awards are in addition to all regular purse monies won and will be paid within 30 days after the win. California bred $50,000 or less maiden claiming winners will be eligible for the current $40,000 or less starter races too. Take advantage of these tremendous new incentive programs by breeding and buying cow breads. For information, call the California Thoroughbred Breeders Association at 626-445-7800. That's 626-445-7800. Or log on to ctba.com. And remember, it pays to own a cow bread. Make plans now to avoid the traffic gridlock. Sammy's Original Lake Forest is looking forward to becoming your wagering headquarters in Orange County. Our 2,700-square-foot Las Vegas-inspired race book includes individual viewing terminals, ample self-serve betting machines, live tellers, and there are no parking or cover charges at Sammy's Original. Help celebrate our 10-year anniversary with a special menu featuring rollback prices in the race book for all our players. Sammy's Original is located where the 5 and 405 freeways collide in Lake Forest at 23221 Lake Center Drive. First post time each racing day at Sammy's Original is 10 a.m. Come in, enjoy the great food, the great racing, and see what Sammy's Original is all about. For more information, call 949-716-2367 or log on to Sammy'sOriginal.com. See you at Sammy's Original in Lake Forest. Planning your visit to Del Mar? Make sure to include dinner at the Pamplemousse Grill for a guaranteed winner. Casual yet elegant, the Pamplemousse Grill offers quality food that delights all the senses. Chef Jeffrey Strauss invites you to try his many creations from his tenure as executive sous chef and executive chef at Glorious Food. Private dining is available for your group in one of two intimate dining rooms after you celebrate in the Del Mar Winner's Circle. For reservations, log on to pgrill.com or go to opentable.com. Here's a hot tip. On Sunday nights, make sure you try the paella or the spaghetti dinner and choose from a total of 1,500 bottles of wine. Come to where the owners, trainers, and jockeys play after the races. See you at the Pamplemousse Grill, 514 Via Delo Valley, right across the street from the backstretch at Del Mar. The Pamplemousse Grill. Horse players, it's another huge nighttime weekend of racing action at Los Alamitos with our first post set for shortly after the last daytime race at Del Mar. The best of quarter horse racing also continues at Los Alamitos, featuring two of night racing's best bets, the early and late pick fours. 
the fun kicks off on Saturday night with a concert at the races prior to the first race. Country music artist Tyler Rich will perform a live concert at Los Alamitos prior to the first race. The concert will start at 4.30 p.m. with our first race getting underway shortly after. The first race on the card is a $50,000 event at 1,000 yards. For ticket information, visit NTL Racing. Also on Saturday night, get ready for sizzling quarter horse racing. Looking for a great spot to enjoy the Tyler Rich concert and the live racing action? The Vessels Club is a great table just for you. The reservations call 714-820-2681 or visit Bergart Sports Bar. The best of racing. It's always at Los Alamitos. Your silver and black play here on AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome back, Thoroughbred Los Angeles, Bob Ike and John Lindo. We're live at Del Mar, but we're going to get back to New York and talk to John Hardoon. And John, fast and firm, and you're underway at Aqueduct. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing well. It was good to see you last weekend, uh, John. But uh, we're going to dive right into this segment with you. How about Ryan Moore's ride on Auguste Rodin? He got the money but he also got a $20,000 Heisa fine for one strike over the limit. What do you think of that, John? I think it's a joke. I think these people are out of their mind. I, I mean, they have to have better things to do than count whips. And it's amazing because if you look at social media after the race, all you saw were great compliments and uh, how great a ride he gave the horse. And it was. It was a great ride. And who knows, if he didn't hit him that extra time, he may not have won. But that being said, it's just a ridiculous rule, especially on big days. I say it all the time. This is the only sport in the world where you get penalized for trying harder. You know, how they came up with the number six as opposed to seven, eight, or nine, I have no idea. I don't even think they have an idea. But those are the rules, and they're ridiculous, and something has to give. I got a text from Agent Derek Lawson that said uh, Ryan Moore is appealing that fine, which is allowing him to ride in Japan tomorrow, uh, John. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh, John Lindo, go ahead and jump in. Well, uh, a couple of stakes today at Aqueduct. The Pebbles goes as race six. Then you have the Red Smith goes as red n- race nine. Uh, John, if you had an opinion in the Pebbles, I'd love to hear it. Otherwise, we'll just get your first radio play from Aqueduct. Well, I do have an opinion. I think your favorite is going to win Renan, but the way that I would play the races, I like big price horses underneath, like the one implicated, the three. He's 12 to one on the short list is 30 to one. And even Precious Avery is 15 to one. So I'm going to put the favorite over three price horses and turn a six to five shot, maybe into a 10 to one shot or more. Very good. John, do you want to make another play at Aqueduct? Because I know you're probably going to come west uh, and, and give us one at Del Mar. Yeah. So you, give us whatever you want to go, John. Let's go to Aqueduct and look at race number seven. It's a mile on the main track, and I like the number three horse in here, South Street. Uh, this is a four-year-old gelding from the Orlando Noda barn. Dylan Davis aboard to ride. He's listed at 6-1 to one on the morning line. He comes back on a quick turnaround. Has plenty of fast numbers to go back to, and he's run well at Aqueduct in the past. I like number three, South Street, to win today 7-3, Saturday Aqueduct. And did you want to come down to Del Mar? Yeah, let's look at the eighth race today at Del Mar. It's a mile on the main track, and I like number six horse in here, Oviat Class. So this is a four-year-old colt 
who obviously has had physical problems throughout his career. However, Vladimir Selena has taken over the training this year. He spaced his horse's races. He gives him time between races, and all he's done is improve in each race for Serenge. He's listed at 8-1 to one on the morning line. Umberto Rispoli aboard to ride. I like number six, Oviat Class, to win today's eighth race out at Del Mar. Thank you, John, and tell us what's available at the website today. J-O-N-H-A-R-D-O-O-N.com. Today we have Churchill, Aqueduct, Del Mar Selections. Good luck, John. We'll talk again next Saturday. Thanks, guys. Stay safe and be well. All right, that was John Hardoon. Let's bring in Toby Callett now from South Florida, tobycallett.com. Good morning, Toby. How are you? Hey, Bob. I'm good. How about you? Doing well. And uh, before we get your pick, and you've got some nice sprint stakes today at Gulfstream Park, and, and John Lindo uh, wants to talk a little bit about your downhill parlay that you had uh, last weekend. And we have talked about loving the plays down the hill. And, uh, Toby, we both wet our beak a little bit on Friday, and uh, you, you kept going with it. John, jump That's on right. in. And first of all, Toby, congratulations. You gave us Medea at 15.40 down the hill at Santa Anita last Saturday, but that wasn't the only damage you did on your favorite course in Southern California, the downhill sprints. Yes, it's, uh, if, the, if it was a, a, a two-race uh, two Breeders' Cup weekend or downhill weekend, <laughs> uh, we would have had the, the weekend of our lives. Uh, unfortunately, they <laughs> They spliced the 0 for 33 Californians. And I'm going to make a confession here, and I will own up to it. I will swear it on a stack of Bibles that I was so excited with the undercard on Saturday's card, I fell asleep at my desk on three occasions. I don't think I've <laughs> ever done that on a British Cup day. That's the truth. I'm not exaggerating to get a laugh. So it just gives you a little, uh, a, a little clue of, uh, of how enthused I had to be. Uh, when I was finally awake, uh, uh, when I ran the nightcap on Saturday. Well, Toby, like John said, you gave us Medea 1540. That was uh, quite the way to end the Saturday card. Where are you going to go today? And uh, let's let's have a radio play. Why not? Uh, as you mentioned, uh, as John said about the, uh, the, the stakes today at Gulfstream, this is a good card. Uh, sadly, it's sliced in with a lot of sepeta, and that is my concern. I hope that you don't get that taste of the training track out there, and then somebody gets some other ideas about a reintroduction of the, that stuff out there because you know how successful it was when they had the synthetic track there before. So we got this, we were going to get the little taste here to bail us out when it rained, and now uh, this week's score, Tepeta 20, main track 9. Okay, here we go, off the soapbox. Race 10, it's uh, the teacher. Uh, these are three-year-olds. They're spinning seven furlongs. Really salty field. I think Southie Joseph Jr. has him over a barrel here with the eight Swervin and the ten West Coast Cowboy. And make it eight Swervin, ten West Coast Cowboy, the uh, seven Cozieras, and the five Bouncer. Eight, ten, seven, five to stay alive in today's tenth at Gulfstream Park. Everything available at tobycallet.com and today's racingdigest.com. Toby, we'll spend more time with you next weekend. Appreciate it, and uh, let's make it two weeks in a row. Thank you. Appreciate it, Bob. All right. Let's take our final time out. Michael Rona, our cleanup batter from Los Alamitos. That'll be the final segment of Thoroughbred Los Angeles on AM 830 KLAA.
your silver and black play here on AMA 30 KLAA. Where the turf meets the surf, down at Old Del Mar, take a plane, take a train, take a car. There's a smile on every face and a winner in each race, where the turf meets the surf. Live racing is back where the turf meets the surf now through December 3rd. First post time each racing day is 12.30 p.m. Except for a special 11 a.m. post time Thanksgiving Day. Take advantage of Wine Down Fridays with half-off Jackson Family Wines available at selected locations. Senior 62 and over get free admission, a seat, and a program each Friday, too. Join us on track and play the traditional style $1 pick six at the home of the 2024 Breeders' Cup World Thoroughbred Championships. Del Mar. Where the turf meets the surf. Make the Lay Meridian Hotel in Arcadia your place to stay and play on your next visit to Santa Anita. Located just a furlong east of iconic Santa Anita Racetrack on Huntington Drive, the Lay Meridian Hotel offers uncomplicated luxurious guest rooms and suites, a fitness center, meeting rooms for your group, and a newly refurbished dining room. A wide open bar and lounge makes the perfect gathering spot after a great day at the track. For reservations, call 626-777-6699 and use your Marriott Rewards points for even more savings. From the early morning workouts until after the last race is official, the Lay Meridian Hotel is a convenient and enjoyable way to maximize your next visit to Santa Anita. General Manager Katie Green welcomes you to a winning experience. The Lay Meridian Hotel, 130 Huntington Drive in Arcadia. The number for reservations once again, 626-777-6699. From Golden Gate to Santa Anita to Del Mar, and everywhere racing is conducted in California, Bruce Finkelstein's Bet on Bruce has you covered. Full card selections available every racing day at betonbruce.com. Get advice on multi-wager ticket structures and improve your return on investment with Bruce Finkelstein's betonbruce.com. Bet on experience. Betonbruce.com. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Raiders football lives here on AMA 30 KLAA.
Welcome back. Final segment, Thoroughbred Los Angeles. And, John, if you can't be here at beautiful Del Mar, give us a couple off-track options. Well, you're in Orange County. Obviously, our next guest, Michael Rona, you can go up to Los Alamitos. If you can't get over there, you have the uh, Sammies, right where the 5 and 405 freeways collide in Lake Forest. And if you're up near Fairplex Park, stop in and see our friends at the Derby Room. Great place to go watch and wager. They're already open at Sammies. Five minutes to post. Five minutes. Let's bring in Michael Rona from Los Alamitos. Michael, uh, we saw Jericho last Sunday earn his way into the champion of champions with an impressive score. Tell us about it, Michael, and good morning. Good morning, Bob. Yeah, he was sensational in the second half of the grade one Super Derby, which was 400 yards. He just started getting warmed up at the end of 400 yards. He came from well back, split the field with a paralyzing burst. And uh, he is a very exciting horse who created a big impression in the fall of last year when he came to Los Alamitos, qualified to a couple of the big futurities. I thought his second in the two million futurity in December of last year was borderline miraculous and wanted to be following him as the distances kept getting longer and he got more seasoned. The, the thing with Jericho, as trainer Heath Taylor explained after the race, is that he's somewhat small and lightly framed and doesn't always bounce back quickly enough from a trial. Normally there's a three-week gap between the qualifying trials and the big futurities and derbies. And he had not put it together in the big race until last Sunday. Uh, Taylor is looking forward to him as an older horse because... The older horses can just target specific major races without the qualifying trials, and he can space the races accordingly. I tell you what, this horse won't be out of place in the Champion of Champions on two counts. He will eat up the 440 yards of the Champion of Champions, and he gets five weeks between last Sunday's Super Derby and the big race in mid-December. So he's a really exciting horse going forward. And, Michael, you'll fill out the rest of the Champion of Champions filled tomorrow night with the Z. Wayne Griffith Director Trials, correct? Yes, there are three more spots open for this year's Champion of Champions, and the final race tomorrow night has drawn a top-quality stakes caliber field. Uh, one of them, Scoops Dynasty, has already qualified. He's in there just for conditioning purposes. So of the other six, the first three home, regardless of where Scoop's dynasty finishes, will make it into the field for the champion of champions. It's a very good quality race tomorrow night. Well, Michael, we know first post tonight is 6 o'clock. You've got a concert going at 4.30, so lots going on today, tonight at Los Alamitos. And, of course, we want to get a radio play from you, so uh, take it away. Actually, they put the first post back to 6.15, Bob, for tonight's races. Okay. Uh, yeah, this uh, concert is by country music star Tyler Witch, beginning at 4.30, and uh, it's part of a big event at the track tonight as we welcome the National Thoroughbred League, a new concept involving team racing. Uh, they had their first event at Kentucky Downs a few months ago, and the first race on tonight's card, straight after the concert, is a $50,000 allowance, some of the best 1,000-yard horses on the grounds. So the team silks will be in play. As a matter of fact, my pick for the radio show is in the opening race, uh, representing New York Knights. I'll have to get a whole different set of silks into my head for this race tonight. Um, but uh, we hope that the National Thoroughbred League has a wonderful night at the track. Proud veteran is my pick number 10, 
six to one on Ed Burgard's morning line. Uh, I think that the pace scenario can really make him impactful from off the speed. It's a speed-laden event. I like the outside draw, and hopefully he can get over the top of them at decent odds. He's a good, consistent horse with a lot of strong form lines. So race one, number 10 is my pick. And if people want to go to NTL.racing and enter the access code VET2023, that's VET as in Veterans Day 2023, uh, you can get three four-packs of tickets. Or, to keep it simple, your $3 track admission also gets you concert viewing access. So, again, that Tyler Rich country music concert starts today at 4.30. Thank you, Michael. we got to go. Let's get your pick home, proud veteran. Thanks to Jake and Leilani inside. Mike Wilman will be here from 8 to 10 tomorrow. Stay tuned for Andy Harris and the SoCal Restaurant Show. Thank you for listening. Good luck. We hope you cash some tickets today, and we'll talk to you next Saturday. But Mr. Ed will never speak unless he has something to say.